Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Adventures of Jungle Jim. The Adventures of Jungle Jim broadcast weekly over this station are dramatized from the full-color action pictures to be found in the Comic Weekly, the world's greatest comic supplement that comes to you each week with your Hearst Sunday newspaper. Join the 11 million adults and 6 million youngsters who make their weekends more enjoyable reading the world's greatest comic and adventure pictures by the world's best artists, featured in every issue of the Comic Weekly. Insist on the Sunday newspaper that brings you the Comic Weekly. To celebrate the complete recovery and final release from the hospital of Jungle Jim and his friends, Governor Thorpe of the Pagoan Islands gives a dinner in their honor. The morning before the dinner is to be held, Judith, Karnak's niece, pays a visit to the governor's office. Well, Miss Judith, this is indeed a pleasure. It's nice to see you healthy, happy, and ready for tonight's festivities. Oh, thank you very much, Governor Thorpe. For your very kind invitation, but... Well, I'm, I'm terribly sorry to say I'll not be there. Huh? I, I don't want to appear ungrateful for all you've done for me, but uh, I've come to ask to have you excuse me. It would be difficult for me to refuse you anything, Miss Judith, but we were rather counting on you to grace our dinner. But if you have a very good reason for not being able to attend, I suppose I shall have to excuse you. Well, Governor, you see, I reserved passage on the Queen of Asia, which sails for San Francisco at noon. And I'm afraid I can't very well cancel my accommodation. Besides, it is, it's rather urgent that I arrive in the United States before the end of the month. Well, in that case, Miss Judith, there doesn't appear anything to do but reluctantly let you go. <laughs> but it's going to be a bitter disappointment to my junior officers. They've been looking forward to filling a dance card for you. (laughs) And I'm sure that Jungle Jim Bradley and Mr. Vril are going to miss you. Do they know that you're leaving today? No, Governor. I haven't told them either. Mr. Bradley and Mr. Vril have been awfully good to me. And I've been terribly fond of them both. But I rather hate long, sad goodbyes. and, And I know they would almost insist I stay over... So, rather than have to hurt their feelings by refusing, I'm just going to slip away quietly. Please believe me when I say it's the best way. I, I've written Mr. Bradley a letter of thanks and, and explained everything. Well, Miss Judith, it's needless to say that I regret your hurried departure. But I suppose you know what is best, and as you haven't very much time, I'll wish you... Au revoir, bon voyage, and a future filled with happiness. Oh, thank you so much, Governor Thorpe. 
I'll have to hurry away now. So, goodbye. And I hope someday we'll meet again. Yes. <laughs> goodbye. Goodbye, Miss Judith. And so Judith hurried away to catch her boat and sail for America. That evening at the reception, just before dinner, Shanghai Lil, Jungle Jim, and the governor meet, and Jungle Jim and the governor surprise Shanghai Lil. Well, where's Judith? I called at her room, but she didn't answer, so I thought she must have left early. Perhaps with one of your handsome officers, Governor Thorpe. Why, no, Mr. Ville. No? Don't you know Miss Judith isn't going to be here this evening? Isn't going to be here? Why, she isn't ill, is she, Governor? Why, oh, not at all, Mr. Ville. She was perfectly well when I saw her this morning. Uh, but look here, didn't you know she'd sailed at noon on Creelvasia? No. Why, but why the sudden departure? Why, I didn't even know she'd made reservations. Did you, Jim? Why, uh, yes, Lil. Uh, that is, I didn't know she was sailing until after she had left. Well, there seems to be a little bit of a mystery here that I haven't been told about. Well, there wasn't any mystery, Mr. Ville. Although I, I must admit there was an element of surprise when Miss Judith called at my office this morning expressed her regrets at not being able to attend the dinner and then announced she was sailing at noon. She acted rather strangely, but then she's a rather peculiar person. She said, as I remember, that it was important that she arrive in the States before the end of the month. And, of course, to sail today was her only chance of being able to get there. Funny she didn't tell me anything about her plans. I rather flattered myself on winning her complete confidence. We've been very close these past few weeks. Well, I feel rather hurt that she didn't tell me she was leaving so soon. Well, Lil, um, she had something on her mind. Yeah? Yes, it was rather a delicate personal matter that she couldn't very well confide in. But how did you know, Jim? Well, um, she wrote me a letter about it. Oh. But I didn't receive the letter until this evening. She, um, well, she arranged it that way. Um, pardon me a moment, Mr. Ville. Mr. Bradley, I... I'll mingle with the guests a little laugh. Oh, I certainly yes, go. Governor. So, Judith wrote you a letter, eh, Jim? Hmm? Oh, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What'd she say? Um, well, she... She just expressed her regrets at dashing off. Uh, oh, pretty much the same thing she told the governor. But what about the personal matter you spoke of a little while ago? Personal matter? Yes. Use your own words, a delicate personal matter that she couldn't very well confide in anyone else. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, well, that was a delicate personal matter. <laughs> so I gathered. And, uh, well, in other words, it's a personal matter you don't want to confide even in me. Oh, now, Lil, surely you're not... <laughs> I know just what you're going to say. No. No, I'm not jealous. Furthermore, I don't care what was in the letter. I'm not interested. Okay, okay. Then why all the fuss? Who's making a fuss? Not me. I'm perfectly calm and rational. Of course, the, the mere fact that we've come through the, the Karnak episode together, say nothing of the hundreds of other ordeals as partners, doesn't give me any right to share any confidences with you. Now, Lil, don't get touchy. <sighs> you know that I wouldn't hold out anything on you unless it was absolutely necessary. Or when you think it's necessary. Oh, come now, Lil. This isn't a bit like you. Now, let's forget the whole thing. <laughs> That's, of course, a gentleman's way of saying I don't care to give out the requested information. All right, Jim. We'll forget it. 
But let me warn you that you may find yourself in a little trouble over this. I need some help. Well, Jim, how are you enjoying yourself? Splendidly, Governor. I must say you certainly know how to stage a dinner dance. Uh, it seems to me, Jim, <laughs> a little too successful as far as my officers are concerned. They seem to be monopolizing Mr. Bill. I haven't seen you out on the floor with her once this evening. <laughs> Those officers of yours are pretty <laughs> stiff competition, Governor. They're too much for me. I'd have a better chance tackling the whole Notre Dame football team single-handed. <laughs> <laughs> well, you face a lot tougher problems, Jim. This Karnak case, for example... Certainly cleared that up almost single-handed. And I can't begin to tell you what that means to the United States government here in Pacoon Islands. Connick was the most dangerous problem we've ever had to deal with. And especially since, as you testified, he was temporarily insane. Oh, there can be no doubt that poor old Connick was mad. But, Governor, there's still one man in that case that worries me. Yes? Whatever became of Koa... When we raided Karnak's various hideouts here, my men lost his trail. He reported he left with Karnak the day he abducted Mr. Vril in his seaplane. That's right, Governor. He did fly as far as the island hideout. But that is the last Mr. Vril ever saw of him. I never saw anything of him during our battle with Karnak. So it's my guess he left the island before I arrived there. Yes. He's the only member of Karnak's crew we haven't accounted for. We would like to put our hands on him. You know, we have a murder charge against him for the death of Major Breeze. One of his accomplices under pressure laid the blame on him. Well, he, he must be still at large, Governor. Yes. But with the death of Karnak and the arrest and conviction of his gang, I I don't think Carl will show up. Probably fled the island. I think we can safely say we've seen the last of him. You're probably right, Governor. Well, I'm still a little shaky when I stay up too late, so... If you don't mind, I'll slip off to my room and turn in. A good idea, Jim. Take good care of your health. You never know when we might have to call on you again. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, good night, Governor. Good night. And thanks for a very pleasant evening. Excusing himself, Jim goes to his room. He picks up Judith's letter and reads it again. For a moment he pauses, and then he slowly lights a match and touches it to the edge of the letter. His interest is so intense, he fails to notice a long, sinister shadow fall across the open French window leading to the veranda. I say farewell in this manner because it is the easiest way. You see, Jim, I have fallen in love with you. Goodbye, Judith. Well, goodbye, Judith. And the best of everything to you. Jim Bradley. Hmm? What? Who is that? Lil, is that... No. Didn't sound like her. Who the devil is out there? Oh, so it's you. Jungle Jim, unarmed and alone, still a little weak from his long illness, turns to face a sinister figure who springs at him, a long, ugly dagger gleaming in his hand. 
Will Jungle Jim in his weakened condition be able to fight off the mysterious intruder until help can be summoned? Don't miss the next exciting episode in the adventures of Jungle Jim. Remember, you can follow these adventures in the full-color action pictures which appear in the Comic Weekly, the world's greatest comic supplement containing the best full-color adventure and comic pictures. Remember, no other comic supplement can give you the top names of cartoon land like the list of all-star favorites to be found in the Comic Weekly. The whole family followed the fun and frolics of Popeye the Sailor, Tilly the Toiler, Barney Google and the Little King, the impish antics of Skippy, the Katzenyama Kids, the immortal Mickey Mouse, as well as the exciting adventures of Flash Gordon and Jungle Jim. Join the 11 million adults and 6 million youngsters who every week find the greatest of home entertainment in the Comic Weekly, which comes to you with your Hearst Sunday newspaper. More thrilling radio adventures of Jungle Jim will be heard at the same time next week over this same station. Be sure to tune in. <laughs> <laughs>